So, chapter three, shine. <laughs> so we have keep communicating, acknowledge each other's efforts, uh, encourage each other's passions, date, and then give each other physical and emotional space to process uh, at Ooh. their own pace. Ooh, Ooh that's man. a good one. Jesse, walk through yeah, that one a that, little bit. That, that was big. Um, that, and again, I'm going to say it again, right? You can't shine if you haven't sorted out the garbage. Yeah, and you haven't organized things so that we understand where things are supposed to be. That's Once right. you get that done, now the the shining you're actually shining important stuff. And so a couple of points there, specifically around recognizing each other's um, efforts, mm-hmm. and and so the gap for she and I was I am, and I think most people know this. Like I'm a workaholic, mm-hmm. I'm a hermit. I love my solitude. Um, and so I was, I always say that I, I let people know, like, Hey, if I don't show up, it ain't because I don't like you. I, my brain is just fixated on something else. If I leave early from uh, a social outing, it's cause I have things to do and my brain, I'm not here anymore. I need to go work. I need to go do those things. Um, I'm not lonely. I'm not sad. I'm not depressed. I just like being by myself now. So what that means is for me to spend time doing things that are like small talk type things and like shopping things and stuff, that is like, I'm gritting my teeth. It is painful. But I'm, so I'm not saying like, I don't want to do those things. What I'm saying is I'm doing this. And for me, it is a huge, huge thing for me to do that. Like, And when I say huge, I mean the amount of energy it takes me not to be nasty and ugly about it is a big deal. And the whole time my mind is calculating how many minutes of production I've lost, (laughs) right? Like that's what's happening within me. But I'm not imposing that on the person. It's just what I'm dealing with. And so the like, I got no credit for that. It was like, I'm still not doing enough because I'm not ugh, all these things. Like, whoa, 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 time out. Like, you know what I would normally be doing right now? I'd be sitting in my cold cabin over there and cranking away on something, right? On work or reading or whatever it is. And I'm not progressing on those things to spend time with you doing something I absolutely hate. And I'm still getting critiqued and, and whooped over not being like, I don't know what movie it is, but I want you to want to wash the dishes. Well, girl, I don't want to wash the damn dishes. I ain't going to want to wash the dishes. I'm doing this as as a demonstration of love and appreciation for you, and I'm not getting any credit for it. And so I think there's a lot of things that people do in relationships as a gift, if you will, to the other because the other person loves it, even though I don't love it. And so being able to recognize that, um, so we had that conversation. She, I was like, look, this is the like the most, maybe not disrespect, it was insulting when you would critique me because I wasn't super happy about having coffee with a bunch of people that were talking about the election. Like, I don't care. Yeah, right? Like, I have other things to yeah. be doing, but I'm doing it as as your partner, to be your partner. And then I'm going to get critiqued because I wasn't as cordial as you wanted me to be. Like, you don't even know what I'm like. I'm anyways, blah, blah, blah. 
So that was a big deal, giving each other credit. Now, the other thing was giving each other space to for like the emotional recovery or whatever that was. That was super important because I I get over things quickly, right? Like I'm offended. I get hurt. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, well, I make a decision and this is how I'm going to behave going forward so that I don't get hurt or so I don't violate that boundary again. Done. Not everybody functions that way. So people need time to like process and it might be a day or two or three days later before they have, they're even ready to talk about it. And so that was a big contrast between the two of us. And so that's what the chapter is based on is like, hey, just because I get over things super, super fast, most things, um, it's an uh, like an unrealistic expectation for me to be stinky towards her for not getting over or processing something quickly. Like we all need our heal, our time to heal and we heal at different yeah. rates. And so that's the idea there. That's super good. I think it goes to. I think what you're saying again goes to unmet expectations, like we talked about beforehand. You know, because what I've heard before is you gave the you gave the image of the of the dishwashing. You know, what I've heard some people say is like that's it, it that's expected. They expect that you would wash the dishes, but for you, you have a different expectation. Like washing the dishes is bonus for you. So for you know for them, it's yes. like, well, why is he not doing that? He should he should be doing that. But should, I think you said something about should in the book later too. You don't don't yep. don't should on should, don't on, should on someone. People. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> for for her, it's he should be doing this. For you, it's like I want I want you to recognize that I am doing this. You better recognize. That's right. But, but it's the paying attention and listening and communicating. I think yeah. it's it's all of those things. It's one being aware because again, just as much as I've hung out with Jesse and been in space with Jesse and the much as he and I do stuff together, like we can be somewhere. And I am so super aware that he is like, just he's wow. there because yeah. of commitments and he's there because of what's right. going on. So but I can, there. I can tell like, and again, because I'm aware of that too, I could be like, I could also kind of, you know, give him, prop him up a little bit, give him a little bit like, Hey, I I, I know you're over there and you're doing good because <laughs> I can tell like he's about to lose his. I think, uh, the, the five, give each other physical and emotional space to process at their own pace. I think about that, obviously, from my perspective, um, but also from my fiance's perspective. And so what does that look like for us? You know, usually for me, if it's in a disagreement, I'm, I'm kind of like you, Jesse, quick to make a decision. All right, let's move. Like, I'm good. Apologize. Sorry. You know, that's just who I am. Hurry, man. We got to process. We got to take an hour or two. We need to talk, talk about, about it later. It. I'm just like, oh, Lord, help me. But I now know that, right? And so yes. it's okay for me to go and apologize and and to um, be willing to move on. But I got to give her time. And if it takes her an hour to sit on the couch and read or color or draw, like whatever it may be, so that she can get back to where she gets, gets to a proper space, I need to be willing to do that. And it took me so long. I'm still learning it. But learning that about not just your, your personal relationships, think about doing it on the job site. Like, it is so easy to tell whenever you said something that didn't land right. And, okay, hey, man, hey man what, did I, what did I say right there that you didn't like? like ask him. Yes. Or, hey, like I pissed him off. I'm going to go let him spend some time. And guess what? The next thing I'm going to do the next time I see him is I'm going to go own up. And I'm going to apologize and tell him, hey, I, I saw what I said didn't land well with you. Tell me what's going on. Um, I didn't mean to offend you in any way. Talk to me about it. Be that weird person. Because I, I oh, my goodness, if you do that, people are going to like – 
jump through the wall for you. Like they're yeah. gonna be like, man, you don't have to tell me you're sorry. I know that, but I value you, and I don't want my words and not thinking about whatever you're going through mm-hmm. not to just not land well with you. And they're just like, oh wow. I mean, I appreciate that. So we're like, we talked about it, Miss Jen, being inside and outside the gate, going back inside the gate. Think about this from a team perspective and team health. I know Lean is big on this side. Think about the um, acknowledging each other's efforts and encourage each other's passions on, on the team side. Y'all talk about that a little bit because I think about that from my side of acknowledging someone that, hey, I, I don't know it all, but I'm willing to learn. There's, there's so many people in this industry that we need to uh, continue to, to feed and to give them opportunities and acknowledging, hey, I know you don't know it, but I'm going to continue to teach you. Well, it's that, it's that uncomfortable conversation. Mm-hmm, right. That's what it is. It's the uncomfortable conversation. And guess what? It's not just going to be uncomfortable for one person. It's going to be uncomfortable because it's conversations were not had. You're not used to. You haven't had reps with it. And yeah. it's going to be janky and it's going to be you're sweaty and all this stuff. But yeah. those uncomfortable conversations bridge people. They, they bridge gaps and they bring people together. And all of a sudden you're both in this very uh, place and you're talking about this icky, like soft stuff that like, but right. you're both there. And right. again, when you can get people in that space and I love those spaces and I love facilitating those spaces because people are just, they're having to share things that no one's ever asked them to share, but they're sharing it with another group of people that are also having to share things they've never been asked to share. So now they all have this connection that they can they can help they can help each other they can feed off each other and they're not in it by themselves and I think that's the biggest thing for me is even in, in a in a you know in a two person relationship where you're trying to navigate you know making the relationship work or a team like no one's doing it by themselves. I was gonna say it goes to that fourth point of date you know like Davis and I are both engaged to be married not to each other you know but now we're in a business <laughs> relationship. Thank the Lord we're, you we're, <laughs> right. And so we kind of have to date, right? We have to learn about each other. We have to learn our likes and our dislikes. And we have to call each other out. Davis called me out the other day. He was like, why? You know, I was getting like offended. He was giving me good points. And I was getting offended over it. And he's like, why are you getting offended? Like, are you good? And I was like, sorry, man. Like, I was just in a bad, I was in a bad mood. Like, thank you for calling me out. But he knows that, you know, because he, yeah. he, we have been together long enough. We have talked long enough that we know kind of each other. We know what they're feeling like. We've been dating, you know, we're just not engaged to each other. <laughs> no, I think I think now, I think now that Miss Jen talking about Jesse, I don't know if Walker, if you can tell by now, but like whenever we're in a room and someone someone says something that does not land well with Walker, yeah. oh my gosh. I'm like, You okay? We're gonna be all right. <laughs> like just all over his face. Just like take a deep breath. Like it's all right. Like yeah. all right, we need to get out of here. So I'm looking for the escape route or something. <laughs> it's just like it's funny how you whenever you start to spend time with people, mm-hmm. you start to do that. So to get back on track, guys, try to think about that from perspective on, on your team. Um, are you spending enough time to know these things when you have arcs to are you looking for those times when you have arcs to people? So um think about that when it's relative to shine. So Anything else before we go to the next chapter? What do y'all think? Nope. Good. All right. Next chapter. Chapter four, standardize. So the the four things on standardize. One, talk about expectations of the relationship, moving forward, and set clear goal with dates. Ooh, Walker. I like that Mm -hmm. one. Number two, develop standard practice for talking about our feelings without fighting. That's tough. Uh, number three, secure commitment on important dates or on or events and follow through. And four, discuss duties that will be outsourced, such as lawn care and housekeeping to avoid stress. Talk about this, Jesse. Well, I'll talk about the last one because that's the easiest one. Um, 
And that was so, and it, it's tied to the first one, right? Like the setting expectations. Um, because I taking care of the, the lawn or the yard, I was doing as a demonstration of appreciation. She didn't give a damn if I mowed the lawn. Like, <laughs> I had no idea. And it took an, I mean, the house was like on half an acre. So it took an, uh, it took hours and hours, like a whole day, right? Mow the lawn and do the weed eating and barb, like the whole thing. I wasn't getting no points for that. And I thought I was. And because I was traveling, like that happened on the weekend. So that limited the amount of time that we had together. And she's like, we could just hire that out. And me, because, you know, I'm a little cheap. I'm like, well, I nobody to do that. And she's like, no, fool. Like, money, this money, is. Money. Yeah. And so, you know, since then, I, I've changed my thinking about it. Like, there's some things that I don't need to be doing because I could be serving people to a deeper degree or I could be experiencing greater value doing other things with my time. So outsourcing things, that was powerful, but it didn't make sense just to outsource it without understanding what her expectations were, what our expectations were. You know, and there was, there's one point and I'm still, you know, I think about it because, you know, I'm a, I'm a relationship expert. Um, I've, I've got a book. You already wrote a book. <laughs> yeah, I even wrote a book. Um, <laughs> but like setting the set clear goals with dates, right? And so about the relationship, like that's that's kind of wobbly. But I remember she asked me. She did two things. She said, "Jesse, this is the value that you bring to my life," and she gave me some stuff. And and. She's like, what I want to know is what value do I bring to your life and what are your goals with this relationship? And I did not. Sure. Oh, man. Like, I was like, oh, it you hard. Oh. Yeah, like, it hit me. Like, I never thought about it that way. I, I, I didn't have, I still don't have an answer, which isn't fun, but. At this point, things were rocky, so it was very difficult to see the value that I was getting because I was I was not happy. Um, and then, like the question about the goal for the relationship, I didn't have an answer, like one hundred percent. And so, since then, you know, after that relationship ended, I had to I had to have some serious introspection and say, okay, like that was that didn't go the way it was supposed to go, and I hurt somebody, but like not on purpose. And if I can't answer those questions, I don't need to be in a relationship, right? Like I know that I can't, or not rather not can't, that I'm not willing to invest the amount of time a romantic relationship requires. And so because that's a truth, I don't even need to be messing around letting people think that it might happen or me with my fingers crossed, I'm going to get so much value out of this one that I'm all of a sudden going to change the way I function and the way I think. And so it helped me get clear, like, man, what value do I seek in, in the companionship of another human being like romantically? And what are my goals with the relationship Man, I looked at all my goals for the past five, 10 years. You know how many mentioned being in a relationship? 
zero. Zero. And so I just wasn't fully aware of it. And since then, I've, you know, I've taken ownership of that and say, okay, fool, like this is, this is not a thing for you. And you can't lead people on about it. Um, mm. Which that's not all in the book. That's extra content. It's just for you. <laughs> right. Bonus. Hey, hey, uh, subscribe to the Patreon and you'll that's figure right. it out. <laughs> Man, we, I could go deep there. I really want to go there. Yeah. I'm not going to. I want to, I want <laughs> We'll, we'll hold that to later. Maybe that's your uh your first second book or second first book, right? Mr. Third second. Third third second first third, book. Second. Yeah. yeah. You already have the chapters, right, Jesse? I think yep. I'm one of my. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, you know, talk a little bit. You kind of you, you brushed on it. I think what you're talking about had a lot of it, but I really resonated with when you're talking about the unconscious bias and also the part of all the the insecurities and inferiority complexes and all that because. With unconscious bias, I got a lot of that because there's I'll go throughout the day and being like, that's so dumb. Why are they doing it that way? Or like, I don't agree with that. I think that's wrong. And I think in a relationship, especially, <laughs> I'm just saying, I think in a relationship, you know, you have to be willing to take a step back and look at their perspective. I know with and, and being in an actual relationship and also having, you know, friends and everything, everyone does something differently, especially your family members, right? I know that it's so easy to go and look at someone like your brother, your sister, your parents, and be like, why are they doing it that way? But they have a different perspective. They have a different life that they've come from or they live that you don't know about. One, because maybe you didn't ask questions on it, but two, because, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's happened and they've developed it a different way. So how do you break down the unconscious bias that people have about life in general and also, you know, how do you work on those insecurities, inferiority complexes, the feeling that people are more, as you put it, awesomer than, than you are? So I want to, I will speak to that a little bit just because I, it, it, I was dealing with that this weekend, I think a little bit. So part of it is actually is two big things is number one, you have to be go into it willing to listen. And I, I'm going to say that, I'm going to keep saying that because we sh- we all suck at listening. So let's just go with that. Um, we sh- we're listening and then being able to ask the right questions. Ooh, that's good. And so if those two are the things that you focus on, on any interaction that you're doing with any okay. person, it can't, your unconscious bias, it's still going to be where it is. But if you're focused on those two things, it's less likely to drive the conversation and the outcome. And, and so, and that's, and I've, Jesse has helped me tremendously in being able to come into conversations like that and learning that. So to me, repetition is absolutely how you learn that and how you do it, where you are just determined that I'm going to listen and, I, and I'm not going to solutionize. I'm not going to do all this stuff. I'm not, that's not, I'm not here to completely, you know, tell them that's stupid. Why didn't you do this? But I'm going to listen and I'm going to ask clarifying questions. And so they're going to get there. And there, and, and a lot of times I may just be the person that's, as, as Jesse says, escorts them to get there. But that to me, those two things are huge. I was spent some time this weekend with my mom and my brothers and my nieces and, my, and, and Alex was there with me. And, and my one of my little brothers came up and he had an issue and we were talking about it. My other brother, something else. We got in the car and he goes, mom, she said, mom, a lot of people have that one person in their life that like they go to when they have issues. She goes, you're that for everybody in your family. Wow. <laughs> and so, cool. and so, but, but in my mind, I thought there's no way that I could be that person for all of them and show up the same. 
because mm. they're all like my mom, my brothers, all of, I mean, just all of those things are all in different places. And so the things they bring to me are different. If I showed up and be like, I got the answers. I know what you need to do, like just to get them, like whatever. It, it just, it's not going to benefit them. That's good. 100%. And I think, I think back to the beginning of when we started the podcast, I think I was a better listener then than I am now, because like, as you can tell, like there's an art to a podcast or a live stream because you're trying to disseminate information that's coming at you, but also mm-hmm. come up with a question and listen. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. And I just think about, you said, we stuck at listening and went, oh, I need to listen, right? Like, cause I'm looking for the next thing and what to go to. And I think back to, seriously, I think back to my personal life. I know y'all understand because it's a podcast, but like, I think back to my personal life, how many times Grace, my fiance, has said something and I've been, uh, oh yeah, yeah, I love you too. And then she's just like, what? Oh, like, I do that That's not what even, and she's just like, what are you doing right now? And not paying attention to me. And I'm like, mm, you're right. Uh, you called me out. Like, can you repeat that for me? I'm getting off my phone. It's just something as simple as that. But like, are you willing to do that first off to understand that? Am I a good listener or not? Think about that. Are you really a good listener? Uh, I beg the different that most of us suck, like Miss Jen said. But then also taking that next step. So I want to call people out and be willing to call people out. Jesse knows if he's if I'm on the phone with him and we're not video, like I can I will know within like two or three seconds based on our conversation. He is on social media. (laughs) He is doing something else. Not. Not bad, not his fault. I can just huh. know it. So it's one of those where I just need to either say, Jesse, do you need to go? I mean, like we have to have, you have to be able to call, to to own it. Because then again, you're frustrated, mad. You get off the phone and then boy, Jesse's over there going, what? I didn't even, you know, I was just taking, I was multitasking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, multitasking. So the, so, the hey, wrap up. Social media mogul. That's right. You got to do a lot. You got to make the money, baby. <laughs> Um, so what I want to ask you too, when's the last time you reflected? Oh, my, my last reflection was I got back to the house about one thirty, So about one thirty today. Ooh, nice. It was mine. Today's Monday. So Saturday, 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 I took some time and had some conversations with some people and needed to kind of <laughs> tear them apart to be able to figure out some things that I needed to do. And what was it like for both of y'all when you first time reflected to where you're at now? Oh, it's horrible. I, 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 I'm still, I, I'm still horrible at it. Like Jesse knows, I, I, I'm still horrible at it, but I'm better at it than I was. So it's, it's start with five minutes, like literally start with five minutes and then we'll go with that. And so it's, it's getting a little better, but I just, I, my brain, like I just, my brain's all over the place. And in my mind, it's like I, I as soon as my brain goes here, and then it goes here, and then it goes here, and then I'm like, what was I even focusing on? So I'm like, I have to be like, no noise, no what I mean, but I, I still, it's a, it's a work in progress. Yeah. So for me, when I first started, was introduced to the idea of like reflection. It was terrifying because I put tons of energy into numbing my mind um, and avoiding any kind of feeling so to reflect meant i had to look at that and it was terrifying um now when i don't reflect i can feel like oh man like what what do i what am i carrying like oh i haven't sat down to process through my thoughts Mm. and it's so and so now it's it's a big part of my day yeah that's good i think back to like this is the different side 
well, let me go back before then. Um, I used to be so overwhelmed with my thoughts that I needed to actually turn it down a little bit because I would overanalyze it and make it be like, oh, what do they think about when I said this or what do they have in here? And so like, you know, my aunt helped me remove that. And we're going to talk about that in chapter five. We'll get into that. But like, you know, being able to now reflect in such a way that um, it's a positive light, but also I can still come back and look at myself and see some of the things I can get better at. It's more of the continuous improvement side, but how many people reflect on a daily basis? You know, it's hard. It's a hard practice, right? Because I think I'm, I'm more like you, Miss Jen. My brain goes from here to here to here. And then I'm just like, where did this rabbit hole come from? I've connected 15 different dots to one. And Walker's just like, what are you talking about? And like, to me, it makes perfect sense. But I don't even know where we started. So it's like. Jesse does the same thing. So don't feel bad. Jesse's like, Jennifer, what are we talking about? And I was right. like, ah. I got so an idea for the remember. next show. Like, what? Hey, how do we get over like, here? Hey. <laughs> we're, we're in uh, 2025. What are we talking about? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the master plan. Right. Exactly. But it's funny. So because. If you think about standardizing and we talked about reflecting in that in that time, try to do that and implement it. I mean, start out with doing it once a week, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. Give yourself room to fail. All right, take the next step. So one of the things Jesse challenged me to do was, Davis, how how often do you sit still? What what does that mean? Sit still. Like <laughs> I'm just like, never. And so like I'm he glad he's never me. asked me that. Right. And it's like literally, Jesse, you know when I do, usually it's on a Sunday, which is good, but then also uh, when I'm in physical therapy and they put heat on my back, all I do is just sit there. I just don't think about anything. Just sit. And it's like the hardest 15 minutes in the world. But just try it because we are so accustomed to just being busy, being numb to stuff, just doing stuff, just anything. I think like when my fiance's not here, I'm listening to a podcast while I eat. In the morning, I'm listening to a song. I'm listening to something like, and I just want to constantly get better and learn. But hey, man, sometimes it's all right. Just take a deep breath. Take some time. Rest a little bit. Go against what you always don't want to do and just relax, right? Yes. We need some of that in our industry, right? I want to offer this, that my, I know for me in Jesse land, when I get in that hyper busy mode and like rabbit chasing and all that stuff, I know it's because I'm avoiding dealing with something. I know every time it's because there's something big that I am avoiding i'm neglecting it i'm hoping it goes away and and so what i want to offer for people to think about that are in that state to ask themselves the question what am i avoiding what am i afraid of why do i have to stay so active so busy so what is going to fall apart if i just sit down for 10 minutes every day like, I'm really not that special and powerful that the world is going to implode because I sit down and sit in my thoughts, sit still for 10 minutes. All right. That's good. Thanks. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into the Lane Foundation's podcast. We're extremely thankful for each and every listener who takes the time to listen to us. If you've received any value out of the show, we would love to hear from you. Specifically, we want to hear your questions. As you know, questions are something we really believe in. So if there's ever been a thought you can't quite figure out or if there's an answer that you've been searching for, feel free to email us and we will field the question live on the podcast and you will get the shout out. The way you can do that is in our show notes. Our email address is contact at laying-foundations.com. 
Also, if you haven't heard, we're now releasing a newsletter every Saturday morning where we're talking about important lessons learned Walker and I have gone through construction while pairing it with the emotional intelligence side of construction of how do I understand and how should I lead people? There's a link to that as well as the show notes to sign up for our newsletter. Lastly, we just want to say thank you. Your support is the reason why we've done this and the reason we've continued to, to put out content. We hope that our message is, is hitting the hearts of the people and you're the reason we do that. So if there's any way that Walker and I can continue to serve you, please reach out to us at contact at laying We'll see you next time.